Through the last few weeks as we've talked a little bit about this armor of God, we talked about our struggle not being against flesh and blood, but against the spiritual forces of, of evil in the heavenly realms. We talked about how Satan tempts us at our lowest point, that, the day of evil that he visits on us. But today the Apostle Paul gives us the answer to the attacks of Satan in the full armor. The fact that we are fully armored by the grace of our God as we look at the rest of Ephesians chapter 6 and that armor of God's section today. That word body armor, as I thought about that, I couldn't help but think of all of the police officers, law enforcement who every day put on what is known sometimes as a bulletproof vest. You've heard that word, I'm sure. Any of you ever tried one on? Just out of curiosity. They're a little heavier than you first think, are they? They're, they're, they're actually pretty heavy, the Kevlar vests. And, and, I, and I, would, I would guess that most law enforcement officials will tell you that, that, that a Kevlar vest shouldn't be called a bulletproof vest, but a bullet-resistant vest. Because believe it or not, there are certain speeds of bullets that even the strongest Kevlar vest can't stop. The material is dense. It sort of grabs the bullets. It sort of stops them from making it all the way through. But I know police officers who have suffered broken ribs when they get shot in the, in the vest just because of the impact that still is there. And if you look at a vest and look at the police officer wearing the vest, you might notice that while it provides a lot of protection for some of the vital organs, there are still plenty of places that a police officer might suffer an injury if the bullet goes somewhere else. It's what I love about the full armor of God. It's not limited. It truly protects us through everything that we face in this life from the spiritual battles that go on. It's God who gives us the strength to resist those, those attacks of Satan. So listen with me, we'll split it up a little bit. Ephesians chapter 6 tonight, I'll start in verses 14 and 15, where Paul says this, Stand firm then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. Let's just start with those three parts of the armor as the Apostle Paul describes them. First of all, it's amazing if you go back and read, starting in verse 10 into verse 14, four times in those verses, the Apostle Paul tells us to stand or to stand firm. We might just have to ask ourselves the question, well, if, if our struggle isn't against flesh and blood, if Satan is so skilled in his temptations, then how can we be so sure that we can stand firm? And you see that Paul gives us the answer, don't you? When I look at, maybe you can just kind of glance at it up there, when you look at the armor of a Roman soldier, you can see that, that the vital organs of the Roman soldier were pretty well covered by the armor that he was given. And it really is no different for you and me as, as God's people. We are fully armored for the battles that we face. Here's what I want you to think about as we go through these different parts of the full armor of God. I want you just to ask yourself this question, where? Where does it all come from? I think you realize it's not something that you can just go down to the local costume shop and pick up the full armor of God. You can't order it on Amazon. But there's a place you can find it. And it's not hard to find. And so just think about that as we read through the different pieces of the armor of God where it is all found and, and how it is that you and I have it and can be sure that it's ours. We'll start with the middle one, the belt of truth. 
And I suppose we think a little bit differently about a belt. And, and, and in effect, it kind of did the same thing. It probably kept the Roman robe away from the knees so that he wasn't tripped up. But for the most part, the belt was quite a bit wider. And it was meant to cover the lower vital organs. So that if you were hit in the intestines, in the stomach, in the kidneys, you had some protection against that. And if you take that into a spiritual battle, the belt of truth. Think about Jesus' description of Satan. He is a liar. And he's the father of lies. Think about Jesus' words in his high priestly prayer to God the Father. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. That's what the belt of truth does for us. It protects us from the lies of Satan, from the ways that he tries to trip us up when we're back in that word of God and the promises that he gives. That's when we know how to stand firm through the truth that God gives in his word. Then we go to the next place, the, the next piece, the breastplate of righteousness. You can see that one up here. That's the upper vital organs, right? Heart and lungs that are covered by the breastplate of righteousness. And if you think about that word righteousness, it's the idea that you and I are right. We have right standing before God. And you see how that protects our hearts? Protects our hearts from being led astray to know that what we need to stand before God has already been provided for us by Jesus. That we are righteous in him and in the blood that he shed on the cross that righteousness of Jesus guards our hearts and our minds than the peace that God alone can give. The third piece that, that Paul describes, he describes this way, with feet fitted that comes from the readiness of the gospel of peace. I don't spend a lot of time, maybe in the summer a little bit more, wearing sandals. But I think you probably know, even as you look at the Roman soldier on the screen, that that's pretty much what people wore. And so, you can probably imagine as you're marching into battle that protecting your feet in some way was very important. Covering them, having something to resist the difficulties that would happen if you, for instance, stubbed your toe or got hit by an arrow in the legs. And so there would be these leather coverings that would go over the top of the sandals that would prevent those injuries. That's what Feet fitted with the readiness of gospel, the gospel of peace remind me, reminded me of. And I, I couldn't help but think if we wanted to put that in today's terms, the difference between wearing a sandal and wearing a steel-toed boot. Just out of curiosity, who are my steel-toed boot owners in here? A few people have those? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty amazing, isn't it? You can drop things on your foot and nothing. Nothing happens. You don't want to be doing that when you have sandals on, right? Do you remember the last time you stubbed your toe? Can sting for a little while. Imagine how difficult it is or remember how difficult it is to, to walk properly when your toes or your feet are hurting. And that's what Jesus gives us in feet that are fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. The ability to, to move forward, to march on as, as his people, knowing that it's the gospel and the peace that comes there that protects us in the battle. Listen to how Paul goes on in verses 16 and 17. In addition to all of this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. 
All right, on to the shield of faith. Usually, if you were right-handed, you'd carry your shield in your left arm, so you're ready for your sword in the right arm. And again, I'm not sure what the one in the picture is made of, but oftentimes the shields were leather. And those leather shields, as they went into battle, would be soaked in liquid, usually water, but other things as well. Because when you went into battle and people were shooting arrows at you, they often would light those arrows on fire. Did you hear how Paul described that? The flaming arrows of the evil one? And so if you had a, a shield that was soaked in water, it had a better chance of extinguishing those arrows to let you not suffer the harm of that. Now think about that from a spiritual standpoint. Doesn't that description, the flaming arrows of the evil one, remind us of the viciousness often? Although subtle, the viciousness of Satan's attacks. What he wants for you. What he wants for you is simply to separate you from God forever. And to have the faith that Jesus gives you and me to trust in him as the one who already defeated Satan. The one who has extinguished all of the lies, the barbs, the flaming arrows that Satan wants to send at us. Another beautiful picture. And then the helmet. The helmet of salvation. This is the one that protects our heads, right? Not hard to understand why you need protection for your head if you're going to go into battle. And this is what Paul says is our helmet of salvation. You know, studies are being done more and more all the time. The effects of any traumatic brain injuries that that can have on people and how important it is to protect a head. That's exactly what Jesus gives us in the salvation he's won for us. Think about this. Our heads, so vulnerable, are protected by the one who crushed the head of Satan in our place. The one who went to a cross to guarantee you and me that our sins are gone forever and an eternal life with our Savior belongs to us. And then he finishes with the sword of the Spirit, the one offensive weapon that God has given us, God's truth found in his word. It takes me back to Jesus in Matthew being tempted by Satan in the wilderness. And do you remember what Jesus did each time one of those temptations came? He pointed the devil right back to the word, to the word of truth. The one thing that could answer the lies of Satan, the one thing that is the defeat of Satan every single time. And that offensive weapon that God gives us is something you and I can dig into every single day. It's what connects us to our Savior. Let's let Paul finish up the picture in verse 18. And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. I'm not sure that we think of it as a weapon. And maybe Paul isn't really saying that prayer is a part of the picture that he has here of the full armor of God as he's looking at the Roman soldier. But isn't prayer something that God gives us in the defense against Satan? We can come to him about anything and everything. We have access to the Father through the Savior Jesus who removed our sins to give us that direct access to God. Even more, God doesn't only want us to pray to him, we have an invitation to come to him, to cast all our anxiety on him, to call upon him in the day of trouble that he will deliver us and we will honor him. 
Paul says all kinds of prayers and requests can be brought before God. There's nothing that, that's important to you that's unimportant to God. And then I love the encouragement to pray for each other. We're all in this battle together. And some days, Satan's attacks are worse for you than they are for me. Other days, it's Satan that's coming after me and I need the encouragement from you and the prayers we have for each other. This last Wednesday worship of the year is always a little bittersweet. Partly because I miss you guys in the summer. It's kind of quiet around here when everybody goes away for the summer. Partly because I know there's people that are sitting in here right now that they're going on to a new chapter in their lives and maybe we won't see them quite as much here in downtown Madison. But we can always pray for each other, right? We can always look ahead to the joyful reunion that we will have, if not here ever again on earth, for sure with our Lord forever in heaven. What a powerful weapon our prayers truly are as God gives us the opportunity to pray for each other. A couple things I'd love for you to just take away from our last devotion tonight. Number one, in Jesus, we have the necessary protection to stand firm through evil attacks. In his second letter to the Thessalonians, Paul wrote this, God is faithful. He will strengthen you and protect you against the evil one. And number two, we have the full armor of God through his word and an open invitation to pray. As Paul wrapped up his letter to the Philippians, he wrote this, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard and keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. The time that I tried on that Kevlar vest was well, several years ago when I was a pastor in Portland, Oregon. I had a, a member of the congregation who happened to be a canine officer. And what this member of my congregation loved to do almost more than anything else is take his pastor on ride-alongs. I don't know if he thought it protected him more if I was in the car with him when he was out and about patrolling. But it was pretty amazing. His dog's name was Max and that dog would lay in the back seat completely quiet. But all he had to do is turn on the lights. And the dog knew the lights were on and he would start pacing in the back seat and whining because he knew it was time to go to work. And I can remember the dog being let out of the car no more than a couple of times when I was riding along with him, the four or five times that I did. And never have I seen people who were on the wrong side of the law more scared than when the dog was coming after them. I thought to myself, every single police officer has guns, but they're more scared of the dog than they are of the police officer's guns. Most of the time, this police officer would let me out of the car when we were at a stop. But every once in a while, I would say, you probably want to stay in the car on this one. And I was pretty happy to do so, I'll be honest. The one time I probably shouldn't have gotten out of the car, we were making a call into an apartment complex and there were a whole lot of other police officers there and they brought the dog in. So we had to come in with the dog and they had the battering ram to knock down the door and I'm standing at the bottom of the stairs and I looked up at about the eight police officers that were in front of me and I noticed one of these things isn't like the others. I had no vest on. All the rest of them had their bulletproof vests, all their helmets, they were all decked out. I was in jeans and a sweatshirt. I don't think they were going to stop any bullets. Thankfully, nothing happened, but it just got me to thinking about God's armor and how we're fully protected every single day as we go out into this world. Because did you notice? Every piece of that armor is tied into one person, to Jesus. Jesus. 
That's how we have the helmet of salvation. That's how we have righteousness. That's where the truth is found. That's where the gospel of peace is found. It's where the shield of faith and the sword of the spirit and the ability to pray is all, all found. That's my prayer for you. That you stay close to your Savior through his word. That you continue holding on to that full armor that God equips you with through that word and know that he's leading you through this life to the joy of heaven with him. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, as this semester winds down, uh, we pray for the students who continue to have assignments, papers, and tests that are still coming. We pray that you give them the strength to finish up uh, the semester. For those that are done, thank you that uh, they have accomplished their tasks and, and we pray for your blessings on those as well. We pray for all of those who are graduating this weekend. Thank you for bringing them to the end of their studies and we pray that you go with them and continue to bless them in their futures. For those that are returning home for the summer, uh, thank you for the time that they've been able to spend here in Madison and here with us at Wisconsin Lutheran Chapel and now uh, we, go, we pray that you go with them through the summer as well and bring them back safely again. Most of all, Lord, we ask for your full armor. Strengthen us by Jesus and everything that he's done for us to stand against the assaults of Satan knowing that you have a place in heaven with us waiting for you, waiting for us with you forever. We pray all of these things in our Savior Jesus' name. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.